Well, this is a unique podcast. Steve Hartman and Brian Harmon and how they got on the call. It's all interesting. DaleWileyShow.com. And and so what we're doing is we're recording this phone call. And I'm going to hold you up to the mic. So that you can get involved. <laughs> this, this is the Green Acres podcast. It really is. <laughs> and so we're here to talk about baseball and everything from Craig Gerber to the new amazingly stupid roles that are in baseball today. And so where do you want to start? Um, uh, Gerber, he's well, the one. My favorite guy, right? You know, the the speed of the game and the, and the things that they've done to, to try to facilitate that. Can you hear him, Brian? Yeah. Yes, I can. Okay. Good. I can't, I can't, I can just barely hear Brian. Well, I'm sorry. I know. This is okay. your level of I don't, I don't, technology. I don't need to hear Brian anyway. So it's like <laughs> that that would have been ideal in your classroom. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm jealous then. Yes, definitely. You know, it's kind of cool, though. It's kind of neat to be able to do that and know that we're not going to be on the screen when we have this podcast. And so tell them about the speed of the game. Well, you know, the, for, well, two things. First of all, from a personal affront, I have, you know, being a purist, I have no problem with spending four hours in a ballpark. I mean, <laughs> I don't I don't want to shorten my time down. I right. love being at the ballpark. I get that. Sec- secondly, the thing of it is, you know, for years and years they've worked around this, but the 800-pound gorilla to me in the room is just call the strike zone. The right. It's defined in the, in the rule book, and the game would speed up naturally. You Anywhere to, but, close to that. But it's the yeah. um, but to me, that's as much the umpires as it is the hitters. Agreed. And, and, you know, I was talking to my son Joe last night. We were talking about, you know, baseball. And he made the point, too. He said, you know, he said he's good with with human umpires on the bases, but he's to the point now where he would he wouldn't mind seeing the electronic strike zone. Well, yeah, I mean, what do you think, Brian? Well, I don't understand how they miss so many pitches anyway. Because when I watch a game, I see that strike zone right there, and all the umpire has to do is see if the ball goes through that box. <laughs> exactly. <and> strike. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's totally it. But again, yeah. I'm just I'm just kind of amazed by the ghost runners. Let's talk about them. Well, well, there there is the 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 perfect thing to say would be I can't see it because they're <laughs> ghost runners. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> right. But you know, it kind of it kind of harkens back to the days when you only had three or four in your plants in the street or in the backyard. But it's still, like, yeah, I don't I don't understand it. I mean, I'm fine personally with you know spending 18, 18 innings in a ball game. And it's great. I, a right. bad day and a bad day at the ballpark beats a beats a good day at home. Yeah, a good day teaching. <laughs> but yeah, I mean I totally get that, but I just it's it's a world that we live in. And then the seven innings in a doubleheader, what's up with that? Yeah, next thing you know, we'll have ten run real after five. <laughs> well, that'd be fine. That'd actually be okay with that. <laughs> so Brian, what do you think? Well, I think the strike zone is the major issue just because if they would call it as the rule book, hitters would swing more. And a lot of those pitches that they no longer call strikes are the best pitches to hit anyway. The ball's yeah. up in the strike zone. Right. It makes the hitters swing the bat. And I really think that so much of this is as much on the umpires as it is on the players. Agreed. I really think that they want to think they're a part of this. And they are, well, they, but they should be a minimal part. 
Yeah, there there are so many of them in the game that it feels like when we had crowds, they felt like the crowd was there to watch them and not yes, to watch the game. Yes, I totally agree. Totally and I can't agree. speak. I can't speak for you two gentlemen, but I know I don't pay my hundred dollars or whatever it is to go to the ballpark to watch the umpires. Yeah. No, I totally no. agree with that. But what is? Let's go back to the nineteen eighty eight. Um, <laughs> The, the league that we had in the crane, what would you call it? The crane computer room. <laughs> On five and a quarter floppy disks. Yes, <laughs> indeed. Well, so first of all, that game came from you. That's the way we got it, right? Right. Right. What game was it? It was Lance Hafner's um, All-Pro Baseball or something like that. Who is Lance Hafner? He was the he was the creator of this game, and and so you you could only buy the discs from him. Okay. Well, it wasn't automatic or something like that. It wasn't nationally known, right? And the big thing was that it was a totally, it was a good game, except there was one big problem with which it was which it was it created Craig Gerber into a superstar. What happened was that when they ranked the players, it was like those guys that had September call-ups. They might have had like fifteen at bats and might have had five hits. Right. They were they would they would you know play as three thirty three hitters on yes. the game. And it's like wow. Well, I think he was above that because I was lucky enough to have him. He was a California angel, but man, yep. he hit the ball really well. He made Dick Schofield obsolete quickly. <laughs> he clearly did. What are your <laughs> memories of that, Brian? I just remember that Hartman always had the rule that, and this must come from his foot speed, but he always had the rule that each player on your team can only bunt one time in the game. So he, I can just, I just know that wasn't part of Hartman's game when he played. Right. Well, you could, you couldn't get Vince Coleman out. He would, he would bunt and, and bat a thousand because you. <laughs> yeah. Which made me wonder why the real Vince Coleman didn't bunt more. Well, there was a tarp that that he was involved in. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) After that season. But, yeah, that was fun. And, again, playing the Crane teams, too, was incredibly fun. I love getting these people that were on these teams on the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's good to hear the, you know, the let let them reminisce. Yeah, and to hear their insights because so much of this, you know, I really want, I'm I'm talking, well, I've got the email for Aaron Law because I would love to have Law on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. He'd have a lot to say. Some of it may not make any sense, but he'd have a lot to say. He'd be very excited to say it knowing Aaron. (laughs) But, yeah, I mean, you know, I just, I love having all these interviews and getting people on here to talk about this stuff. How much baseball means to people. Yeah. Well, clearly people are still watching this even when there's not a crowd. Yeah. I did. I did see a thing the other day where, you know, um, four of the cardboard fans had been, had been struck by a foul ball and killed and they, they chalked it up to COVID-19. <laughs> well, <there you> go. <laughs> that's the deal. Well, and the big, the biggest thing that's disappointing the biggest thing that's disappointed me is that in Dodger Stadium, when they have the cardboard cutouts, that they put them out before the third inning instead of bringing them in to put in their seats in the third <laughs> yeah. inning and take them down in the seventh. And like, and we'll the seven. 
Right. Exactly. That is totally different. Right. Totally. Yeah, it's just not right. Well, I mean, could you imagine that in this year with all this stuff that you'd have, all, you know, all this stuff going on? It's amazing to think about if this had happened earlier, you know, can't even imagine that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, you talk about this, this year being kind of an outlier. Hopefully a lot of these changes that they, they have floated this year will not be permanent additions to the game. But they will be. In I, that's, I know. And that's... Then, you, then you'll get me started on my second topic, which is DH. Okay. And and see the thing of it is, you know, I I don't I don't necessarily enjoy watching a pitcher flail away at the plate any more than anybody else. But right. by the same token, the strategy, you know, if I'm an American League manager and I'm down two to one in the eighth inning and I've got second and third and two outs, and the nine spot comes up in the, in my batting order, I've got to make a decision. Oh yeah. It whereas, totally whereas, changes the game. You know, if, if in, the next, in the American League, I just let him pitch and, and just we go. Right. Right. You know, but the, I just think it takes a lot of the strategy out of the game. It makes it kind of automatic. Well, I agree with that. But I also think that we've just got to realize that this is a part of baseball going forward as I see it. Well, I think the Players Association will not allow them to ever do away with it. Right. Right. No doubt. Because it employs the. It employs the guys that can't move anymore. More players, yeah. More <laughs> more people that I could run for. <laughs> it, it pains me to watch a Miguel Cabrera or an Albert Pujols run anymore. It's like, I wow, know. I think I could outrun them. I know. Or at least, give them a, at least give them a run for their money. Yes, definitely. And so any other thoughts about the game? Well, back you know, back, it's, you mentioned it, the Ghost it's, thing. it's such a good game. And, and, you and again, more. you know, my last, my last point about the um, – the speed of the game, you know, one of the things that I think is unique about baseball is it's the one game that's not controlled by a clock. Yeah. So don't, so don't try to, you know, gimmick it. And, you know, I realize in our society, we're such a two hour time window society that everything has to happen in, in those bits. And I don't want to spend more than that, but don't mess with it. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. But again, I think that as we look at it now, I just know that our views are outdated compared to what they oh, yeah, need to be for 2020. We're, we're old fogies compared to <laughs> like the one who can't today. get the phone, can't get on the call to get, <laughs> right. to get your face up here. Or, well, you know, or the one who can't send the email. I had to climb the phone pole <laughs> to even take the call. Well, that's <laughs> funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I thought it'd be fun to get you guys on here and to talk a little bit about this. So there we are. We've done our talking. So what well, I was going to ask one of the things too, Brian, you know, who's still active in coaching a little bit. What is, what is the um, today's kids, baseball players, what, what's their take on the game and the traditions of it? Well, it's, you know, back when we were in school, when we're at baseball practice, we're usually talking about the baseball games that are going on that we've watched Kids don't do that right. anymore. It's beyond their oh, yeah. attention span. Uh, you mentioned, a, I mentioned to one of my kids yesterday, telling a Willie Mays story. I said, you know who that is? He had no clue. He didn't right. know who Willie Mays was, you know. And, and that's not, not that's nothing against the kid. That's just the society we live in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Well, how many years ago was that? 70 years ago? Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Did it you was. Uh, 
And, and you guys both have you got have you have you gotten wind of the whole Fernando Tatis Jr. controversy of last night with the Grand Slam? No. He um yes. they were, the Padres were way ahead of the Rangers, and he got a take sign on three and zero with the uh-huh. bases loaded, and he went ahead and swung and hit a grand slam, and both managers chewed him out. Really? You, you don't swing on 3-0 when you're way up like that. Oh it's like those God. unwritten rules of baseball. It's like, now that one I had a problem with, because, you know, they quoted Frank Robinson. He's, you know, when he made he said, you have enough runs when you're in the shower celebrating the win. Exactly. What do you think, Brian? Exactly. Well, I remember that when Roger Craig got upset at Whitey Herzog, about stealing bases with a lead, and Herzog said, "Okay, you're going to make your guys quit trying to hit home runs." <laughs> yeah, that's your thing. This is our game. It's like it's like the old deal with it. You know, a guy takes a no hitter late, and people get get cranky when he when somebody tries to bunt to get on. Well, you still want to get base runners because you still want to try to win the game. Exactly. Exactly. And so, anyway, thank you guys for both coming on in your weird. <laughs> appearances <laughs> and thanks for participating on this call because I wanted to have it. It's very enjoyable. It great. Have great days. Thanks. Okay, you too. Great. Thanks. Our flawless grasp of technology, DaleWileyShow.com. Because there was something in the water in Springfield, Missouri. Hey, don't forget me. I'm Brenda Lee, and we're all gonna have fun tonight on Ozark Jubilee. the Missouri Music Podcast, hosted by music fan and the founder of Slewfoot Records, Mr. Dale Wiley. My friend Dave Stuckey on the musical map of Missouri, DaleWileyShow.com. Tell me about our mutual friend, Doug Erb. He's going to do the art for the project that I've started, and he's talked about He's coming down to Crane on Thursday. And he's going to do the art for the musical map of Missouri. Oh, wow. What a great, you haven't told me about this project. Well, That's great. You know, this is brand new. This is one of these things we're doing it as uh, the idea is we're doing a COVID relief fund. We were doing a map of Missouri and putting all the names on there. Everybody that everybody needs to know in the history of Missouri music from Lloyd and the skeletons to and Lou and the skeletons to Chuck Berry, to the big names and the little names. Porter Wagner. Oh, yes. Oh, believe me. The you, know, you find it. One of the things that really led me to do this project was I drove through Anderson, Missouri, and there was a sign on there that said, Home of Patsy Montana. And I thought, oh, my gosh. Patsy Montana's from here. For me, that's a big deal, you know? Yeah. And that's why I just think this project is going to be so fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to get a Kickstarter on this. We're going to produce prints and, you know, add-ons and additional things and put up a Kickstarter and basically try to raise money as a COVID-19 thing to try to benefit musicians. 
That's fantastic. That is, I am so in on that Kickstarter. <laughs> I mean, because you know, know. there's a lot. You People and I don't think of every item because the first thing I thought of when we started doing this thing and started talking to Doug is we need a cap with Lou's face on it that says a rock and roll toupee. DaleWileyShow.com.